Welcome to The Rot Focus, a podcast for rotters, newbies, and veterans, and everyone in between. We're hosted by M.A. Lee with the assistance of Remy Black and Edie Rooms, all from Rotters Inc. Books. Our focus is productivity, process, craft, and tools. Each episode lasts as long as it takes to fix a quick dinner, grab a short commute, or take a brisk walk. Resources and links are in the show notes. Visit us at therockfocus.blogspot.com. Now, on to this week's episode. While teams actively engage with the primary characters and the story's conflict, many other characters will populate stories, whether in a short story, a simple anecdote in nonfiction, or in novels and epics. These are the characters flesh out the skeleton of our writing. Allies, foils, love interest, blocking figures, and more all participate in the conflict, driving it forward or directing the antagonist and protagonist. In this episode, we present five of the key types of allies, enemies, and more. Here's an excerpt from the film 13th Warrior, an encounter with the protagonist and two of his allies. Scaled the superstitious, after Ibn shows off his new scimitar, whittled down from a Viking broadstore, shrugs. He insisted, he says. With the musician says, give an Arab a sword, he makes a knife. Ibn cuts through a defensive pole in one blow. It works. Then he tosses it in air, whirls it around, and finishes by holding the blade to Weath's neck. Weath says, when you die, can I give that to me daughter? And there's laughter. Antagonistic enemies give the protagonist tests which are necessary to prepare for the ordeal. These enemies are crucial to the story and the development of the protagonist arc. Yet when writers only focus on the antagonist, They neglect the equally important allies, just as Skilled and Weath are important allies for Ibn. In the above example, Ibn's two allies show the humor and competition that a protagonist can expect from allies on his team. Competition is a typical male behavior, although some women also compete. Most women's first reactions will be cooperative rather than competitive. While secondary characters can take many forms the writer begins with the broad brushstrokes of ten forms. Both allies and enemies will test the protagonist. They will reveal the steel in the protagonist's determination to achieve that all-important goal. The six original archetypes and their dualities can serve as patterns for allies and enemies. The trickster, for example, is a stumbling block, but that character is here as well as in the earlier section. For last but not least, heroes. Here are the ten allies. One, simple ally. Two, foil, herald, idol, blocking figure. Six is trickster, threshold guardian, shapeshifter, pure villain, and shadow. We also have the love interest and the mentor. Allies and enemies may continue with their protagonist to and through the ordeal. Writers can kill them off at will, and often do, to the shock and horror of the audience, which often provides an author 
with an annual apology till on the anniversary of a great battle. J.K. Rowling, anyone? Allies who reach the last stage should celebrate drinking the elixir of the gods with the protagonist, and they might achieve status as protagonist in the sequel. Here are the allies for the protagonist. Without these allies, the protagonist lacks bolstering support and extra information. Allies offer skills that the protagonist would have no possibility of achieving. They are not stock figures moved around the chessboard by the writer. Allies and enemies are full-fledged characters who play out their roles. As complete characters, allies should have their own goals, motivations, and conflict. Those goals and motivations may only tangentially make it into the primary story. Their conflicts, internally and externally with the primary antagonist, should show direct connection to the protagonist conflict. Most importantly, they shield the protagonist whenever possible on the approach to the great trial that is the darkest story moment. Ally. Close support for the protagonist. The ally works like a flying buttress, independent of the main building, yet reinforcing roof and walls. If we work the building metaphor, the roof is the protagonist's decisions. The walls are how he armors himself against the world. Some armor is effective, some is bulky and out of date. An ally would point this out. The ally performs in one of the four team roles, follower, fulfiller, advocate, questioner, and unifier, resolver. The team roles give direction for the ally's behavioral responses as the protagonist passes the various tests. The protagonist doesn't need to have three characters surrounding him in these team roles. One character can play all three, questioning a decision, pushing to resolve a conflict, and fulfilling his part during or before or after the test. Just as the protagonist has shadows, the ally also will have dark secrets and cravings. In a multi-book series with allies rotating into the lead position of subsequent books, writers should hint at the ally's darkness in the original book, creating tension for the readers. The classic ally is best represented by Spock in the original Star Trek. Both Kirk and Spock are diametrically opposed in viewpoint and background. They do not choose their connection that is assigned by Starfleet. Starfleet, though, gives them a common goal, and gradually they build a friendship from that common foundation. They can depend upon each other. They understand each other enough to serve as a support during weak times. Dory, in Finding Nemo, is difficult to view as an ally. She is driven by innate kindness and charm and curiosity rather than any mutual bond. The 2011 film Bridesmaids develops the angst of being friends. Key to the definition of ally is the determination to support each other in the worst time. Foil. A mirror to the protagonist. The foil will have one or more of the protagonist's distinguishing traits. People with commonalities are drawn together, so the foil is a natural ally for the protagonist. In mirroring certain traits of the protagonist, the foil creates a glazed reflection. The shared image might be a character trait, a disposition, a flaw, or a story path. The foil's path should run ahead or alongside the protagonist. The foil is intended to foreshadow. If the lessons of the test are not learned, then the protagonist will follow the fate of the foil. 
In Fellowship of the Ring, Boromir is a foil of Aragorn. Both are leaders denied leadership by circumstance. Boromir desires the ring because he desires what it represents. Because of this, he refuses to accept that the ring is not for him. Once he threatens Frodo, even though he is redeemed by his sacrifice that saves Frodo, Boromir must be destroyed. Aragorn does not view the ring as a means to an end. From the beginning, he understands it is evil. While he is temporarily tempted, he refuses to reach for it. Combination Ally While 13th Warrior is a seriously flawed film, the story crafts certain characters correctly. One of the well-done parts of the story happens to be my favorite character, Herger the Joyous, so-called because he laughs as he kills his enemies. Herger is a combination character. He is ally, foil, and mentor. As ally, he fights side by side with Ibn in the battles. He reveals to his friends the importance of deception when facing an enemy. The first example is with a minor enemy, yet that lesson translates to the great enemies, the Wendell. Teaching about deception is something only a friend would do. As foil, when Ibn complains about the heaviness of a sword that he has given for his defense, Herger tells him to grow stronger. In this, he is a foil. Of all the Vikings, he is the one most similar to Ibn's size, height and weight. In telling him to grow stronger, the audience can flash back to what Herger himself must have had to do to become one of the best of the Viking fighters. As mentor, when Ibn first met the Vikings, Herger greeted him and translates the Viking ways to Ibn and his advisor, serving as a mentor to the Viking culture that Ibn must understand as he journeys on his path to becoming heroic. Herger explains to Ibn how the group will fight backs together when the first attack comes. Neither ally nor enemy. In Alice in Wonderland, the four different branches of arithmetic are ambition, distraction, uglification, and derision. Herald, blocking figure, idol, trickster. Those character types fit Alice's different branches of arithmetic. While they occasionally offer guidance and aid, more often these four serve as obstacles for the protagonist. The one thing that we can say about these characters is that on their own, they are neither ally nor enemy. Perhaps they are something else entirely, stumbling blocks that offer hidden tests for the protagonist. The Herald equals ambition, the goal to be achieved. An announcer of information, the Herald seems a brief walk-on character, important only for the information provided. How can the Herald be a stumbling block? When the Herald can be a thing like the letters sent to Harry Potter are the deaths of Luke Skywalker's aunt and uncle, how can those be a stumbling block? Heralds launch a protagonist into the story. They are catalysts, harbingers of deep trouble, although the darkness of the evil may merely be a shadow when the herald brings the news. While they often appear at the beginning, they can occur deeper into the story. Once the protagonist understands the herald's message, Whatever that message is, he or she cannot return to an innocent, unthinking life. Many writers use the Herald to inject humor and quirkiness or edginess and doom into their stories. 
The Herald can be a casualty of random evil or of the antagonist directed evil. Understanding the Herald's message can form the stumbling block test. In the form of a riddle, the Herald's message can misdirect or mislead the protagonist. Expressed as a simple truth, the message can trick the protagonist into ignoring the message or overlooking its significance. A good example of Herald is R2-D2 in Star Wars, with its glitchy image of Princess Leia enticing Luke Skywalker to adventure. Blocking figure equals distraction, the sidesteps that divert from the goal. Like the Herald, the blocking figure will cause the protagonist to stumble on the heroic journey. Blocking figure distractions can take away what the protagonist expected to receive. They can supply wrong information. They can literally stand in the way, block, deflect, divert. Their intervention causes the protagonist to stumble, start again, go around, or plow through. Juliet's parents and Romeo and Juliet are blocking figures. They want the best for their daughter. They find a youngish, wealthy husband with a title a step higher than her current family standing. Although they may not know what they are blocking, the happy marriage of Romeo and Juliet, her parents move up her wedding to Count Paris, forcing her to take the sleep potion that makes everyone think she is dead, and then, well, read the play. Obedient Juliet loves her parents. Married to Romeo, she views her parents as an obstacle. We often ask the reason Juliet didn't just run away with Romeo. She obviously must have wanted to maintain a relationship with him. All she and Romeo needed was time to bring her parents to accept him as her husband. Time was the one thing that they didn't have. Moving up the marriage, which threatened her with a bigamous marriage, forced her to side with Romeo over her parents. Her mother and father are blind blocking figures, for they have no idea of the cage they are forcing Juliet to enter. Idle is uglification from Alice in Wonderland, a blingy wonder gone mucky mud to turn the protagonist from reality to fantasy. The idol may create a golden dream for the protagonist. That is a key statement about any idol. The protagonist views the idol as a blingy, wonderful person, without flaws, without any darkness. Recognizing that the idol is merely a flawed human is a lesson for the protagonist. The idol's uglification process may even descend to walking in mire. Without that severe drop from the heights to the mucky mud, the protagonist might have never imagined the secret soil that begums the erstwhile idol. While the recognition of those flaws can be a sufficient test, the writer can help the reader cross the great divide from golden dream to muddy reality by having the protagonist struggle to accept the reality. People willfully blind themselves. When they do accept the truth, they are dejected or become apathetic. Disappointment alone is not a strong enough revelation. The protagonist will only understand the truth if he or she placed dependence on the idol only to be greatly disappointed. As writers, we are not limited in what we can present as an idol. It can be another character or a place, such as utopia becoming dystopia, a classic trope, a thing such as an institution or organization, or an idea, a belief long held by the protagonist, which collapses when closely examined. 
Tally up the multiple ways that people become disgusted with what they once held aloft. The drop from beautification to uglification causes extreme emotions. That drop alone can drive someone to commit murder. Trickster, which is derision, laughter or ridicule, a balancing act. One of the most misunderstood characters is the trickster. Far back in the section called Four Last But Not Least Heroes, I discussed the trickster as one of Carl Jung's original 16 archetypes, taking the dual forms of trickster and fool. Odysseus serves as a protagonist trickster. He struggles by falling into foolish behavior at the beginning of the epic, then becomes a wiser trickster by the end, although he still tries to trick his wife Penelope. Foolish man. Tricksters are minions of neither the protagonist nor the antagonist. They serve mischief and chaos. Laughter is healthy, and the trickster's role and story is to provide that laughter, often at his own expense. Most tricksters are independent of the primary two. They follow their own agenda, skewed off order and causing chaos. They work through trickery and deceit. While they are catalysts and can cause change, they themselves rarely change. Odysseus is an exception, not the rule. The Right Focus is currently in the series all about characters, from building and presenting a character to relationships, leadership styles, team roles, and special touches for characters. Avoid creating characters who are stereotypes. Reveal their public and private interiors. Focus on couples, mentors, enemies, and much, much more. The information comes from M.A. Lee's guidebook, Discovering Characters, part of the Discovering series on the writing craft. Link to the guidebooks are in the show notes. Thanks for listening to The Right Focus, a podcast for writers at all levels, hosted by M.A. Lee from Writers Inc. Books, assisted by Remy Black and Edie Runes. Our focus is productivity, process, craft, and tools. Music is licensed through Audio Jungle called Background Music Loop. Its creator is Alexander Polishchuk, known on Audio Jungle as Plastic 3. The music comes in different iterations. Show notes and resource links for this and other episodes can be found at therightfocus.blogspot.com. Write to us at linkbooks at aol.com when you have questions, comments, and speculations. We will try to answer you as quickly as possible. By the way, we will not mind your email address. That's rude. If you find value in our content, share with your writing friends or write a review. We're small beans here without the advertising budget of the big peeps, and you can make a difference. And whatever occurs, right on.